You're not ex-CIA. Don't make it sound like it's cool. <laughs> I'm cool, Jason. Hi, I'm Steve, and this is Then You Ruined It, a podcast where me and Jason try to get through just 20 minutes of human interaction without, well, ruining it. Buckle up, folks. It's going to get bumpy. Be honest with me, Jason. On a scale of 1 to 10, how trash is my white? How trash is your white? Yeah, how white trash am I? At first I thought you said, how trash is my wife? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is an off-podcast discussion. I can't I can't be recording this. <laughs> um, and as is the premise of this show, we don't know each other that well because we've never met. So I don't know that well. <laughs> the things you've told me and the places you've lived and it tells me on a scale of 1 to 10. So 10 being the most trashy. Yeah. Uh, six? Seven? Six? Okay. Probably six, though. Seven? All right. Just just by looking at me. Like, if you saw me on the street, yeah, you know that I, you know, ha- have done things, unmentionable things, in the wilds <laughs> of Idaho. You're not ex-CIA. Don't make it sound like it's cool. <laughs> it is cool. I'm cool, Jason. Wrong. But, uh, I, I mean, it's hard to say when you see it. You can't see somebody on the street and know they're white trash. You can but usually that it's more hidden than that. You need to see how somebody lives. Like you need to walk up on their house and be like, oh, this makes so much more sense. You're white trash. Okay. <laughs> Is that a skate ramp in your backyard? Yeah. Half a skate ramp? Why do you? Or, or in, in you never finished building it? In my case, we're not, we're not white trash, but we definitely live in, it, it, we, we live in a nice area, but it's also, there's like so many more nicer areas, like right around the corner from us, kind of. So it makes us feel like we're lower rent, lower income. But like you look at our backyard and we just have like, it's just like dirt and there's like no, there's not much grass and there's nothing back there. Like there's a shed, but there's no like kids toys or anything. There's, we don't have a swing set. It's, it's, it, it looks like a white trash backyard. So you, you might think I was white trash because of that, but so I'd need to see where you live. <laughs> All right. Well, you're the exception then, because most people do not need to see where I live to make decisions about me. The other day, uh, so recently, Seattle got a hockey team. And in order to get a hockey team, they had to convert the key arena to Climate Pledge Arena, which is a stupid name. I, I am all about the climate. I love climate pledges. I love that. That, that, that is a that is an ultimately just... just... I can't believe that's a real thing. Like, that feels like a parody. It's a piss-poor name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It really is. That's terrible. <laughs> they might as well have called it, like, please clean up after yourself park. Like, come on. it's That's stupid. I hate corporate naming. Like, we have T-Mobile Park and CenturyLink Field. I hate both of those. But Climate Pledge Arena is even worse. Like, I want to go back to where it's just, you know, Dodger Stadium, Soldier Field, uh, Can- Candlestick Park. Like, names. Just give them a name. It's all I want. But anyway, so we got Key Arena. And they had to... Compl- or we had Key Arena. Had to become Climate Pledge. Which means they had to do all kinds of stuff to it. And that meant that there's a whole new set of companies buying uh, the the box seats. The, the suites. And uh, my company has one. Which is really cool. Uh, we, we have some very uh, affluent people in our higher ups and so they bought 
part they like went in on with some other companies on box suite which means for every event they have a rotating series of tickets so when it's something good they get to go and when it's something crappy they send out an, an email hey who wants to go to this crappy event we have free tickets and the crappy event this time was actually dun, 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 minor league hockey which, as we've covered on this podcast, is Steve's jam. <laughs> they actually misrepresented it as minor league team versus the Kraken. And I'm like, oh, crap. My poor Everett Silvertips are going to get destroyed by a pro hockey team. Technically. The Kraken are technically a pro hockey team. But I said I want the tickets anyway because I always wanted to go and, and sit in the, those box seats. And then she's like, actually, it's going to be the Seattle Thunderbirds, not the Seattle Kraken. Do you still want the tickets? I'm like, yeah, now it's actually going to be a game. This will be fun. So I got the tickets. Uh, they're, they're on my on your phone, and I went there and I, I I went into the arena. This was my first time in the arena since they redid it, and I had no idea where to go. So I walk up to the person. And I'm like, "Hey, uh, where? How do I get to the box suites?" The guy looked at me up and down. I was like, "You don't. You need a ticket to go to those." And I'm like, "How do you assume I don't?" And then I looked down. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> I don't look like I belong there, do I?" You're wearing like a potato sack trying to get into the box? What's what's going on here? I, I was wearing really dirty jeans and a crappy t-shirt. <laughs> I was wearing a trucker hat because the only merch I have for this Everett Silvertips is a trucker hat. And it's impossible to wear a trucker hat into a box suite. You don't look like you belong up there. Yeah. I mean, that that's the rule. I've, I have sat in the box once and th that's the rule of the box. You have to look like you want to sit in the box. Yeah. You have to look rich and disinterested. I'm neither of those things in a minor league hockey game. I am poor and fascinated. It's a bad combination. Sorry, sir. You can sit down here where the cheap, where the, the poor people have to sit. So I assume you got into the box eventually. We did, yes. It took halfway through the first period for them to let us in. But finally... <laughs> like, did you show them the ticket? Part of it is I got lost. Did you okay, <laughs> there you go. Never mind. <laughs> now we've reached the, the, the true conclusion. It's not because they were judging your class. <laughs> Outside the box, it's because you got lost. Two things can be real, Jason. I can be lost and discriminated against for being a hick. I believe one more over the other, though, so just saying. When my kids bring up something that like that, lost. and it's like, yeah, this is why, blah, blah, blah. And then finally it comes out there, well, actually, this is what happened. Yeah, I know. I knew that. I was 90% on that anyways, so that's that tracks. <laughs> okay, fine. I guess I'll just go to wherever you're at in charge of box seat security, and you'll let me right in, because you think this is what belongs up there. I don't care what belongs up there. You got a ticket, you go. I don't I th that's the only requ requirement I would have. Do you have the ticket that shows you go there? Okay, go. I don't care. You have 50 people show me those tickets that show they go there. I'll just put them all up there. <laughs> have fun mingling. <laughs> so what was the box experience like? Uh it was great. Uh so because it was minor league hockey, they did not sell a ton of tickets. They only sold lower bowl tickets. So we were actually the highest you could be. So we actually had worse seats than most people at the game. But uh, they were very nice seats. They had cup holders, which was great. And yeah, that uh, we could see the game really good. They were not quite center ice, but pretty close. And we got a nice view, unobstructed view. They were very affluent people on both sides of us both in the, the boxes on both sides the other other family sharing it was another just bunch of schlebs from my company so that was great and yeah there was a tv behind us where my son could watch basketball hockey basketball hockey 
basketball, hockey. He was having the time of his life. And it was the only time I could actually take my daughter to a hockey game because there was a nice little room where she could go read My Little Pony when she got bored of hockey. And then she came back later. And it was great. It was perfect. Thank you very much, company, if you listen to this. It was literally a bucket list item for me to sit in one of those boxes. Crossed it off. I can now die happy. Yeah, short bucket list. One item. <laughs> Marked it off. I'm done. Take me, Lord. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not going to do much better. Like, that's as high as I'm going to fly. <laughs> One night of living it up, hobnobbing with the mildly connected at a minor league hockey game. <laughs> so now I have to ask, uh, you said you knew that there were affluent people on both sides of you. Did you know because the woman had, like, a mink stole on and the guy was just counting his money the entire time? Like, how did you know they were affluent? <laughs> well, one of them had a monocle and a curly mustache. Okay. Checks out. <laughs> uh, so one was a, a, a room full of very attractive people not watching hockey and just sitting around drinking. So I, if I see disinterested, attractive people, I assume they have money. <laughs> All right, let me look and at my list. The other here. one was actually people who were more into minor league hockey than me, and that that actually like made me happy. Like I could I could see me like, man, you are also crossing an item off your bucket list. Give me a high five, sirs. So I uh, one time I got to go to a Kansas City Royals game, and uh, my dad, who did some work here and there for companies that would then throw out you know seats at different games to you know as a, as a thank you. Uh, he got box seats to us for a suite one time, and I was like, I mean, yeah, that's I gotta see this. Like, I gotta, I, I've looked up there and I've seen those people, and I've wanted to be those people, and now I get to be those people. And I don't remember a thing about the baseball game itself because I don't think I watched any of it. Because, like you said, there was a TV. I think there might have been two TVs in the like suite area that were not playing baseball, so you could watch those if you wanted. It was it was hard to hear the game like you couldn't hear. I, I think they had like a speaker system, but we didn't turn that on because, of course, they were talking business or whatever the entire game. Like nobody there watched the game like you would maybe like occasionally like look out and be like, oh, yeah, I see the score. It's also when the Royals when they were just abysmal, like they they were not expected to win the game. So if anything, it was like a Yankees game. Maybe oh, I can see the Yankees. But no, it wasn't that. So. Yeah, I remember nothing about the game. I remember getting food and just like get you know, we, you didn't have to like wave down the guy with the with the popcorn or the chocolate malts or whatever. You could just you know, I want chicken strips. Sweet, I'll bring you chicken strips. Here you go. Here's chicken strips. Sweet, I can eat these. So it was for a kid. It was like a dream, like you said. Like your son is just on cloud nine, but it was cool to do it. And I don't know that I would ever necessarily want to do. It. I would want to do it with my kids now, because so they could have that experience if they wanted, which you know. My daughter has been to one uh, minor league baseball game, and we left like three innings in because the game was so bad, and she just didn't care. My son technically went because my wife was pregnant at the time, <laughs> but he doesn't remember anything. So, yeah. I, I, he had obstructed view. Yes, very obstructed. I, I don't believe you can see anything at that point. Uh, <laughs> third trimester, not, not a good view for a baby. I've been to other minor league games what? here, and it's fine. The minor league games, the the best thing is, like, whenever the game is not on, they're doing something. Like, there's a race on the field with the mascots. They just keep it packed with things. I guess they assume if, if they don't keep it packed, then the, the game is so bad that eventually people just leave. So, they're like, oh, we got to keep things going. Keep the, There's a sing-along, and there's another race. And th- this one where, yeah, it's kind of exhausting, but fun. I guess I did have a sweet uh, experience there when I went with my uh, 
Music Fraternity, which is co-ed. We had uh, one of our reunions here in our town, and we got to go and get the box. And it was, again, it wasn't, like, enclosed or anything. It was just a box. But it had, like, a hot tub. And there were several people that got <laughs> drunk and were in the hot tub. And, like, they, they would point us out, like, hey, and such and such is sitting in the box today. Wave to everybody. And we were just belligerent. Half of us were, like, belligerent fools. And I think this is when I was still dating my wife. We weren't, we weren't, I don't even know if we are dating yet. There's a hot tub in the box at your minor league baseball stadium. Yes, there was. I don't know if there still is or not. But yeah, there was. And it was... That, sir, is white trash. Yeah. It was, also, it was extremely small. Like, you could fit like two people in it at once. So they kept <laughs> rotating in and out. Like, uh, who wants to have a beer and get in the hot tub? Yep, that's one thing crossed my, off my bucket list. Yeah, if your bucket list includes those... So you have those, to wear a swimsuit to the baseball game? I mean, some people did, yeah. They, they, I didn't know about it ahead of time, so I didn't do anything. Or, or people like stripping down to the nudesies and getting in. Definitely there. not nudesies. No, I think nudesies would probably get you kicked outsies. I mean, if you're if you're your weensies is under the water sea, I think it's okayzies. <laughs> uh, I think we, we've passed the uh, am I white trash and now am I? Uh, <laughs> am I an adult? <laughs> yeah, seriously. You must be this tall to listen to this podcast. Do you ever call it weensies? What? I mean, sometimes. Okay, you have to stop listening now. So, yeah, uh, sporting is best in, best enjoyed with people, people who want to enjoy the game, or maybe you can even, like, explain the game to. I remember when my dad would explain the game to me, and, you know, it was super fun because I'm sure he loved talking sports with me, and just I got to learn about it, and, you know, the game didn't really matter if they won or lost. And But I, I think the sweet experience... Unless you have it like once and then enjoy it for that and don't do it again, I, I think that kind of ruins it. So, no, I, I I love sports. I love going to sports. I'm that guy who loves explaining sports to people. Like, m- literally, my favorite thing to do is explain baseball to Chinese people because there's no reason to, but it's just so pointlessly me forcing my culture upon them and them agreeing to it. Like, I don't like find random people and take them there, but I've had many friends from China. And I'm like, hey, let's go to a baseball game. And they're like, I don't understand baseball. Like, I will teach you. And then I teach them. And it's fine. I've taught my son to do it. My son is now trying to teach our friend from China's son how to play baseball. And the kid's like six. So he's not clicking with it at all. And my son's just like, just three strikes and you're out. What's so hard to understand? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> By hook or by crook, no your family is going to teach all of the Chinese population in Washington about baseball. We are going to make baseball big in China so we can go there and have a family dynasty of white and half-white sportscasters who bring baseball to the people, explain it in Chinese as we go. We're going to be so rich, so famous, and go to so many baseball games and sit in so many hot tubs with our weensies under the watersies, and it's going to be dope. I mean, I've, I've, you've got quite a few more items to add to your bucket list now, so I, I'd get to write them. Thank you for sticking with us for another episode of Then You Ruined It. You can find more of our nonsense on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Sigler. We also do a webcomics review podcast called Digital Strips. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.